Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to an episode of Sean Green. Sean Green. Sean Green. How y'all doing this beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning? Man, it's just gorgeous outside. Jesus Christ, gorgeous outside. Yesterday, it was just beautiful. I mean, they said it was going to rain. Yesterday, it did rain. So, I'm like, yes. I went outside for a little bit. Went for a nice little, nice little two-mile walk. Get some exercise. Enjoy the beautiful getting I, I beautiful outside. Because I live that far from a far from my city's park. I was out there. This is beautiful outside. August is this hey. When it's this beautiful when it's this beautiful outside, go outside. Go for a walk. And take and just enjoy this nice, beautiful just just enjoy it for real. That's why I like that's what I like to do for real. Alright. Now now after I got through after I came back from my walk, I started watching in North Carolina barely game. This the first half. I was like, "Yes, my yes, North Carolina." Okay, was doing good at the end of the first half. North Carolina was up by twenty five. Then, when it's like ten minutes, ten minutes left in the in the second half, second half, right? One of the players got ejected from the game. Me personally, I don't think it, it wasn't. He didn't know that it was a player behind him. This happens. Y'all y'all play basketball. I play basketball too. Y'all know sometimes this happens. You come up, try, you come up, try get a rebound, and then you don't see the person behind you. You stand your elbow like this, basically try to secure the ball, and he ended up elbowing the guy in the face and he went down. He didn't know the guy was behind him. That should have been that should have should have been a flagrant too. They but that's what they called. They could've could have just called regular foul instead of five whatever, but not flagrant too. Had the guy ejected. That was just to me, I think they should have did that. And then once they did that, and he was one of North Carolina's best players, once they did that, I mean, I have to give it to Baylor. They went on a huge run. They the other other one North Carolina stars fouled out. Baylor played excellent trap defense. I mean, Jesus Christ, excellent trap defense, excellent in ball defense. Soon as soon as in ball the ball, bang, no swimming on, bang, no swimming on, and you had guys basically one all this right here. I blame the head coach on killing Hubert Hubert Davis, who's a former NBA player. You should have taught players how how to work themselves out of a trap defense, but you did, and it showed in this game. It really did. There was turn the ball over, and this allowed this allowed Bay to come back and tie the game. I mean, did was down by 25. 25, 10 minutes left, all, and they came back tied it, sending it to overtime. But hey, I, I again, I gave, I give, I give the coach credit. You was able to rebound. That you need a little break, and 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 North Carolina ended up winning 93-86. The outscore Baylor in overtime thirteen six. But yes, North Carolina moves on. But I'm gonna say this: the next team knows what not how to beat you. They're gonna duplicate the same thing that Baylor did, but just do it better. If 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 I were Hubert Davis, I'll do a much better job at practice, basically, and show my players how to get out of a trap def how to get out of trap defense. Do you need to, or else you're going to get beat. You're going to get beat. You're really going to get beat, Debbie. They, they, it, it was just bad. It was just a historic collapse. Historic collapse. Historic collapse. I mean, Jesus Christ, man! Come on, man. Hubert Davis, you should. A lot of people criticize you, and I don't blame them for criticizing. Even though you won, yes, you won. Good. You did rebound in overtime, but still, you should have never had to go to overtime. 
It should have never had to go into overtime. It shouldn't have. You got to do a better job in preparing your players, especially during the regular season. That's what the regular season is there for, especially practice. I know you probably went through the same thing, whatnot, during the regular season. You should, you should have shown them, basically, how to get out of a trap defense. Showed them not to go in the corner. A lot of times, players will run to the corner, which is bad when you're being trapped. That gives the defense that gives give us an advantage. Better advantage. Come on. I'm just... And then when players do have the ball open, they were scared to shoot. I'm over here yelling at the screen, shoot the ball, shoot the ball. You were scared, you were scared to shoot. Like, uh, you were scared to shoot. I mean, Jesus. I mean, you, you, you are the head coach. Do a much better job. Right now, if 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 you right now, hey, you gotta do a better job. You really, really, you really have to. Also, I will also also I will also I was discussing yesterday. A lot of people basically talk shit about my man Jawan Howard. Michigan, yes, Michigan, good job. Michigan Wolverines they beat Tennessee seventy six sixty eight, but it's what he did after the game. That made me like that's what's up. One of the Tennessee players, because you know you got some people basically that that this is they they this is they would this is they dream. They dream as a little kid going to the March of Madness. This is they dream as a kid going to the March of Madness. Ho ho slim win national championship. This is they dream. This is a chance basically you can quote unquote got the hood basically, right? I mean, when Michigan beat Tennessee, this one player from Tennessee just busted out crying. And you see my man Jawan Howard go over there and hug him and Uncle Solo. Where's the Tennessee head coach? Where's him? Why, how come, where's the players at? How come you're not consoling this player? How come you're not going over there and be like, yo, it's all right, yo. It's all right, yo. We back next year. We back next year. They didn't do that. It took, it took the head coach from the opposite team to do this. I mean, this what what this picture was everything what that shows you and trust me it's all over look, look, look it's, all, it's all over Instagram all over game I saw some of the games all over Instagram it's everywhere. This is gonna this is gonna players one are not gonna want to go to Tennessee and play basketball why because why because of this and basically that picture says a thousand words basically oh you don't care about your players two it shows it's two it's a good recruiting tool for the Michigan Wolverines. Why don't you come over here and play with this? I guarantee you I don't blame Juwan Howard for using it. I don't blame him. Why don't you come here and play with us? Come here and play with us. I don't blame this kid if he transfers to Michigan. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I really don't blame him. Because if Juwan Howard had to be doing it, it should be the head coach of Tennessee doing that. Not Juwan Howard. But I respect Juwan Howard for doing this. For doing it. I respect him. He's that good of a coach. He cares that much about the players, including players in the NCAA. That's that person he is. Even though a lot of people criticize him, Criticize him, especially when he um, especially when he punched the player. But still, hey, that show. But still, that shows you how much he cares, for real. That shows you how much he has his probably has the players back. That picture speaks speaks a thousand words. It really does. It really does. H. I have no respect for Coach Tennessee. For you should be, this should be you, not Jawan Howard. Not the, not your opposing not your opposing team's coach. This should be you, for real. I'll be I'll be dead honest. I mean, some 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 coaches, man. I don't I just don't I don't understand. But Jawan Howard is a good coach. 
He really is. He always he he was a good player in the NBA. He was an excellent player in, in the NBA. Excellent player. He wasn't really like a standout player, but Jawan has one of the players where you well, plays where you need another team basically. You need a team. You he, he during during his career, he was good at giving you basically seventeen points, ten rebounds, which 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 not highlight numbers, but those are good numbers. That's that person that player he was. Good defense. You get his double double every night. You need players like that on your team, and he was good. He was really good. He was really good. He was one of my favorite players, Jawan Howard. Always classy guy. Met him person a couple of times. They're like really classy, classy guy. I liked him for real. Also, I know y'all tired of me just talking about this. I know y'all tired of me talking about this, but I'm sorry. I got to keep mentioning it. I keep mentioning it over and over. I got to keep mentioning it. The Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, Los Angeles Lakers lost 119 to 127. Even though, I, you know, LeBron James had 38 points. Oh, and congratulations for passing Carmelo whatnot on the all-time scoring list. Congratulations. Now he only trails. Now, now he only trails. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Congratulations, LeBron James. And Westbrook did a decent, really good job. He had 22 points, 10 rebounds. The Lakers blew a 16-point lead against the Wizards. You blew a 16-point lead. That's sad. That is sad. Why? Oh, because your bench did do nothing. Lakers bench did not do a damn thing. Melo played 23 minutes. Oh, you got 13 points. You didn't. You wasn't even trying. You're like, you, you, it's almost like you basically giving up. Before, Melo was doing 17, 20 off the bench. But now it seems like he's just like, if the season's over, we ain't doing that. We give it, I'm giving up. And no one's addressing it. The Wizards, on the other hand, oh, my God. Porzingis, 27 points. You, he, um, Kylo Pope, 18. Then you had Gorf, um, Grafford, sorry to say the name wrong, 17 points off the bench. And Avadija, 17 points off the bench. And Shrashworthy, 16 points off the bench. The Wizards bench stepped the hell up and helped out Porzingis. Here's what I'm going to say about the Wizards next season. They're going to be a problem once they get Bradley Bill back. If they can somehow keep poor singers and raise the pace they got now with Bradley Bill next year, they're going to be a problem. They're really going to be a problem next year. They really could be a problem. I really think the Wizards could be a good team next year. They probably could make the playoff next year, I'm being honest. They really could. But the Lakers, man, I mean, damn. You had 16-point lead. And you blew it. You blew it. They, you got out. Re, basically, you just blew it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like I said, the Lakers probably will basically hold on to that last playing, that last basically playing spot. They really would. I do feel like they are going to hold on to that last spot for real, and probably get bumped. Probably, it probably get bumped in that, in probably the first round, because one, San Antonio, San Antonio is not going to, San Antonio is not going to catch them. Neither was Portland. Why? Because oh, them teams are trying to tank, so basically that way they can get that way they can get basically some good draft picks. That's what that's why they're so basically. That's why I don't think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna basically be a player tournament. They they really are. They really are. But here's the thing. You got the Orleans is getting hot. 
Clippers are getting hot. Minnesota's getting hot. If they do somehow come out and play in tournament, which I don't see how, because you got Minnesota's on fire, you got New Orleans on fire. Clippers, ugh. like I said, I don't see how LA Lakers can make out a play in tournament. If they do, by the luck of God, if they do, and I mean this cause some serious luck of God shit. I'm being real with you. God, please excuse me for saying that. Well, I'm sorry, but being real here. They're going to get bumped. Why? Because they might face Phoenix. And Phoenix will beat them. Let's be real here. And just... Lakers, Lakers are just... They're just done. For real. They'll, they'll, they'll get the play in. They'll, they'll get that. But other than that... Uh-uh. No. No. Also, also switching, also switching gears here. Switching gears. This again is one of my favorite rappers. I love like Jay Z. He's an excellent, excellent. He he Jay Z's always doing business. One thing I said about Jay Z, the other the other rappers basically, the more money he makes, the less you see less, the less you see him flash. He don't flash it. He don't flash money. He don't flash wear big dime jewelry and stuff like that. You would not know this man's man's a billionaire if you would not know if you didn't know he was a, you you would know by the way he dresses you would know it you, you you wouldn't know it you wouldn't know it. And there's one thing um, I think one guy said this. He said, "If I can look on you and count how much money you're wearing, then you don't got no money." Period. I I um, I agree with him. And Jason looked at Jay Z basically is going to be is going to be is going to produce. A f- produce a comic book that's gonna be added to a film for Netflix. And it's a comic book called Boom, which I've never really heard of this comic. I never did, but now I now I gotta look it up now, look it up now for real. But even though it probably won't do that much, not Jay Z's fault. It's Netflix's fault because a lot of people leaving Netflix because because how much they're charging people too much money, to all these extra fees, fees and everything. That's like that's like people leaving Netflix. But hey, but hey, hey. Hope somebody tell me it's good because I don't got Netflix no more. I cut Netflix. And the reason why I cut Netflix, you went up on your prices. Then you start charging then you start charging people extra for sharing their account. Is that say for instance? I want to share account with my brother. I can get charged extra on top of the fees. You also you also have prices which you also charge, which is extra. Oh hell no. I'm like, I cut the cord. And plus, when I had Netflix, I was only watching it like I said like I said um my previous broadcast. Only two shows, Cobra Kai and The Witcher. That was it. All that stuff they got on Netflix, I can watch either one. Hulu, Paramount Plus, period. Which, oh, with um Hulu, I got the Disney bundle, which is ESPN Plus, Disney Plus and Hulu, for $12. That's a deal. Paramount Plus, I'm only paying $5. That's not bad right there. Together what not for me, that's like what? Plus taxes. Eight taxes what you about to say what? Eighteen bucks? Not that bad. What do you got? HBO Max I get free when I with my um cell phone plan. I'm good. But here it is, you got like Netflix here. I remember I mentioned this yesterday. Wants to charge people what? 
20, 20, $20, it was sorry, $20, basically for it. And here, remember, here in Connecticut, they charge you extra for digital content. They tax you extra for digital content. So here in Connecticut, you're going to be paying like $23, $24 because of the taxes here in Connecticut. Yeah. Hey, that's why I tell people, I bet you broadcast, you don't want to move here in Connecticut. You don't. This is the tax you to death state. We tax you for everything. I was, oh yeah, when I was going for my walk yesterday, yesterday, gas just reached $5 a gallon here. I know in California it's almost eight. We just start reaching $5. I went gas station, I saw $5 a gallon. I yes, I did. And remember, I live here in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Yes, and the one gas, you know, the gas station, I saw four seventy-seven, but I saw one that had $5 a gallon. So trust me, them other gas stations, they're going to go up. They're going to go up. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. Shit. And our governor so far, he's not going to, he's not going to cut the gas, state gas tax, which we also got the, the federal gas tax. We also got car taxes here. I mean, we get taxed for damn that everything you buy gets taxed here in the state of Connecticut. Remember, I think I mentioned this before. Everything. Also, after people didn't forget, I was telling my friend yesterday right when I was walking. Y'all y'all gotta remember Connecticut's gonna have the truckish mileage tax starting next January next year. You thought shit was expensive here already with food everything going up because of gas because of gas. It's gonna be even more once the truckish mileage tax comes. Y'all believe me, look it up. So it's January first of next year, truckers who come to the city of Connecticut gotta pay a mileage tax. A lot of truckers did say they are going to boycott Connecticut when that happens. You saw what they did to Colorado. When my man, when my, when my man got a hundred years, gave my man, gave my man a hundred years. Truck is a f you. Ain't nothing coming in Colorado. Ain't nothing winning in winning in Colorado. Within three days, you saw store shelves empty. They they got they had they had no choice but to reduce to reduce. To reduce, to reduce that sentence. I think my man now doing, what, 10 years now, I believe? I can look it back up. Shit. What do you think they're going to do here to Connecticut? Shit. That, that's why a lot of my friends get mad at me whatnot because I'm going for my walks. I'm on my walks. I'm hustling this and doing this. Move moves. I don't want to hang out. Oh, hell no. I'm trying to save my money and get the hell out of here. It's, it's about to get more expensive. Shit. Shit, oh, now that's what your gears here. I mean, this is one of my favorite fighting games. I like Street Fighter V. Excellent fighting game. I love it. I love being a Street Fighter fan. I stopped playing it basically because one and I played other games. Two, yeah, they've done that much. But now I might um download it back up again. They got an update coming March 29th, which is gonna be the last update because right now they're working on Street Fighter VI, which may come on next year or the year after, which is good. This update basically. The update basically is 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 gonna is gonna cover basically you're gonna have new balance new new battle balance tweaks which is needful thank you God because it's not balanced with the balance system for this game it's not balanced I mean I can fight somebody and if you guys have got I know I'm losing because he's the most powerful character in the game which is not fair no matter what you do he's what you do on the what I don't know how I don't care if you're you not even expert using him you're beating people which is like there's a damn it ain't fair it's not right that's not right for real it really ain't right I'm happy they're fixing that balance we're gonna come to that to fix balance with you 
some some shell shading and pixel filters, which I don't mind, and more tracksuit colors for characters, which is cool, and more um basically in-game remixes for several tracks. That's kind of cool. One music, that's cool. But the main thing I'm happy about is the battle balance tweaks, because you really do need that. I mean, I was playing people online. I like playing people online just for fun, but it was but it was like, damn, if I know you got this character, I can't, especially Sagat. I'm like, damn, I don't, I don't give a damn. You could be a poor character. You could be a person who don't know how to use a mother effer, and you beat him, which was like, what the hell? It's not fair. Because he's, because they made him so OP, which is not fair, not which it wasn't really fair. But after March 29th, that shit gonna change. That's really gonna change, for real. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. That shit gonna change, for real, for real. Sure. But hopefully, in Street Fighter Six. They do a better job off the rip with this. And st and also, stop with the microtransactions. If you know you got all these players already in the game, don't make players play, basically, to unlock those characters, please. See me? Um, old school, I don't mind grinding the characters I got. I grind for my characters. I really bust my ass, worked hard to get to get in-game currency to buy these characters. I don't mind doing it. Why? Because I'm an old school gamer. That's how it was back in the day, back in the day, during PlayStation, PlayStation 2. You really had to do certain things to unlock characters. I mean, damn. You really, that also made the game fun and made the game last long. Like, for instance, in Mortal Kombat 2, y'all remember. Remember, you got to do certain things to unlock certain hidden characters, like Jade, like Reptile. You had to undo certain things to unlock these characters. That made the game more fun and made the game last even longer. You gotta do it for Street Fighter and many other fighting games. That what makes the games fun back then. That's why those games were fun. Now, shit, you what, what? Now you got people like, you know what, screw this. I paid extra like $30 for five characters. Like, come on. Why do that? You're taking the fun out the game. Just for what? Just gain some money. Just gain some money. And the company that ruined this is EA Sports. F-U-E-A Sports. EA Sports took this, had did it. And then 2K was like, oh, no, I'm going to do it. And everybody, blah, 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 is falling suit. I mean, tsh. hopefully they don't do that in um, Street Fighter Six, but most likely they probably will. Knowing Capcom, they will, even though they don't need you because they're making money now, a lot of games seen resurgence like um, Resident Evil 2, when they remastered Resident Evil 2 and 3, those games are fucking awesome. If you ain't fucking play those games, something's just wrong with you. The remastered, the re, the redid Resident Evil 2 is damn near awesome. Resident Evil 3, remastered Resident Evil 3 was damn near awesome. And still, they made that damn monster in Resident Evil 3 hard to, hard to beat. I mean, Jesus Christ. Awesome. And I heard they want to do basically Resident Evil 4. I'm like, no, no, leave Resident Evil 4 alone. It was fine when they remastered it. It was fine the way it was. Don't redo the whole game. Leave it alone. To this day, I still say Resident Evil 4 is the best best game period don't touch it Resident Evil the Village is fucking awesome if you ain't played that something's wrong with you Capcom has done a good job oh speaking of Capcom basically they're partnered with Netflix again they probably made that much money not because it's not good because Netflix lost a lot of people there's going to be a Resident Evil TV show basically which is which is cool I'm like, I'm like yay which, which is which is cool it's, it's, it's going to start July 14th. Make sure it's going to focus a lot of it on um, Wesker's, Wesker's basically 
Wesker's son, basically, focused on Wesker's son, which is investigating basically what's going on in New Raccoon City, investigating his father, basically, which is cool, which is all right, something different than what you see in the video games. You go on as a rock, which that's all cool. And it's going to be live action, no CGI, just live action, which is kind of cool. But yeah, that's going to July 14th. I'm not going to say it's not going to be good. I know it's going to be good, but it's going to be good. But here's the problem. They probably won't make that much viewership of viewership. Not because it ain't good, like I said earlier. Because everybody's cut Netflix. Everybody's cut Netflix, for real. Everybody just cut it. For real. Also, um, also, speaking of movies, basically, Screen 6 is slated to come out for a 2023 release. It's coming out next year. Just because good. A lot of people, not a lot of people have said, oh, why do another screen? Movies like these for studios don't cost that, that much money to make. I, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of the stuff that make these movies, you have already in your studio. All you really pay for, really, is for the actors, the actors, basically, the cameraman, stuff like that. And if your studio, basically, which you have your own camera, you have all this, but you probably pay hourly, whatever, that's still not, you still not kind of on your budget because you're just paying them hourly. It's not, it's not going to cost you not that much money. Movies like these are cheap to make and they make so much, they make so much money. Like, for instance, when the first Saw movie came out, it only cost them $25,000 to make. That's it. And they ranked in about $80, 90000000 million. That's why you saw so many Saw movies. Because a lot of stuff they, they, they I watched documentary. They, the studio said we had everything on site. We really had to pay nothing. The cameraman, the crew, and everybody. We just had to grab them. We just had basically um pay them hourly. Oh, and Daddy Glover, he was on a contract to do two movies with that company, so he had the choice but to do those movies. Because some, 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 some actors, you got to be careful. If you say I want to be an actor, you got to be careful what you sign. Because you make it start doing, say for the studio, they say, you know what, I want you to do three movies with us, blah, blah, blah. And one, three, one of the movies could be a movie like like that, which you may not like the script, but you got to do it because you're under contract with that with that particular studio. You may not have no choice. They pay you this amount of money for this. I learned that basically for watching documentaries. Also, for watching documentaries, like people like Steve Harvey, he talked about it. When you come in this business, you got to be careful. Even with Tajik P. Henson, she remember she said basically, um, when she first she, she, she said she did one movie, he wrote a movie. She said she made thirty six million dollars. She said, "Oh yeah, everybody asked me for money. I got thirty six million dollars." She was like, "Wait a minute," and she said, "I had to break it down to him." She said, "One, she had to pay her agent. He he, he took he, he took ten percent off the rip." She said, two, she had to pay the taxes." In California, she got funny. Said she had to pay the federal blah blah blah. The regulation she had to pay. Yes. Then she said. Then she had to pay. Then she had to pay for her makeup artist, makeup artist and everything. That I did not know that they had to actually. That's on you. Your makeup artist, unless you on that, unless you on that Denzel level or that um Tommy level, you got to pay for that yourself. They said everything, all things said and done. She said she was left. With a couple hundred thousand, she said she still had to pay rent. She better pay rent. She still had to pay for childcare and the nanny for her kid. And I was like, damn. It's not all what it's cracked up to be. It really isn't. That's why I keep telling people. It's like, first of all, I do big and big. I'd rather be that person behind the scenes. Like, for instance, 
I'd rather be a person like Luke Besson. I know a lot of y'all don't know who Luke Besson is. Very few, very few people who do. Only people who know who know who Luke Besson is 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 is, is, is people like is people like say for instance, you work for Fox, you work for uh, Universal Studio, Sony. Luke Besson is. But y'all may know the movies he's wrote. Movie he wrote. He wrote the Fifth Element blockbuster. He wrote the professional cult classic blockbuster. It will go down as one of the best, one of the best mob type movies in history. If you ain't seen the professional, watch that movie. John Reno, it's it's simply just hands down, movie hands down. That's just the name of few. And my man, and my man's a screenwriter, producer, behind the scenes, he make millions. Just, just, just like in the um, just like rap business, the person behind the scenes makes a lot of money. When you're when you're when you're front of the screen, it takes a while. It takes a while. For instance, look how long it took Denzel to make it. You know, my man, if I'm not mistaken, look it up. He he was in a TV show called Saint Elsewhere in the late '80s. The late '80s, if you remember. I even watched an interview when he was interviewing with Larry King. He basically said when he was doing TV shows Saint Elsewhere, he was a garbage collector part time. A garbage collector, my man, my man who played um Friday, um everybody called Pops, the first Friday movie. He only first Friday movie. He only made he only made nine thousand dollars for that movie. He, yes, look at YouTube and look it up. He made nine thousand. Chris Tucker made the same amount of money. Chris Tucker got pissed off when he didn't make nine thousand. Why? Because I, I, why? Because Ice Cube made up a million. Hey, that's because you wrote it, produced it, he started it. Hey, but still, nine thousand, damn. But hey, he said, hey, I, I give Pop, I give Pop credit, I, give, I respect what he said. He said, sometimes you gotta crawl before you walk. Eventually, as you do a couple more movies, he started making more money. Yeah, because he's able to negotiate things. But it takes a while. It takes a long, long while. It really does. I said I'd rather be that person behind the scenes that, if I can, that writer, producer, hey, and make and make they make a lot of money. They don't worry about nothing. While the freaking um, wife, it would be your funny camera. It takes a long while. It takes a long while for real, for real. Y'all, yeah, it's starting to get beautiful outside. I'm about to go outside and use it for my morning walk. Y'all enjoy all the college basketball games today. I can't wait to see my Duke boys play today. They play Michigan State at 5 o'clock. That's going to be a big test for us. We're facing my man Izzo. I'm not a Michigan State fan, but I respect Tom Izzo. He's an excellent, excellent, excellent head coach. I love and respect Tom Izzo. He's a damn good head coach. Very good. I think once Coach K steps down after the season, after the season He's gonna be that man. He's gonna be one of. The, he's gonna be that main guy. Everybody gonna look at as one of. The, it's like 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 that next guy. Tom is a good coach. It's gonna be a damn good game. Oh my god, damn good game. I don't know. I don't think the game's gonna be better than that game yesterday. The um, North Carolina Baylor game. That game. Who? It's gonna be hard to top that game. But hopefully we can do it. But hey, my Duke boys gotta win today. We gotta win. Damn it. We gotta win today. Also. Yes, my, I'm still alive in my bracket. Yes. <laughs> I'm 82%. My bracket's 82% perfect. I'm in the top 25. I'm in the top 25. That's what's up. Moving up the rankings. Yes. 
I'm, I'm still alive, damn it. In my bracket, still alive. Yes. Yes, I'm still alive. So alive. Yes. Woohoo. Hopefully, hopefully my rest of my picks, rest of my picks come out good. And I move, and I move up and up. Shit. I'm hoping. Cross my fingers. I'm trying, I'm trying to win that, I'm trying to win that 200 thou. Trying to win that 200 thou. Alright. <laughs> Y'all have a, a blessed day. Thankfully, this is my podcast. My podcast, my podcast is available on Apple and Spotify podcast. Y'all have an excellent blessed day. Have fun at church this morning.